You're listening to the Regional Update. I'm Shannon Beatty, the Weed Smart podcast host. In this podcast, we catch up with somebody from the regions each month, whether it be the north, south or western, to find out what is happening in their patch in regard to weed control. Let's get into it. On this regional update, we are heading over to central New South Wales to a very made-up place called Lake Cajelico, where I am joined by James Kierans. Thanks for joining me on the podcast, James. Thanks for having me, Shannon. Can you tell us a little bit about what it is you do, where you farm, your role as an agronomist as well? You're a busy man and uh, try and convince everyone that, yes, the area that you're from is not indeed a made-up place. Yeah, I'm an agronomist for elders in Lake Cajelico mainly specialising in broadacre dryland agronomy, dealing with uh, the major crops of wheat, barley, canola, a little bit of oats and some pulses, mostly field peas and vetch around here, although there are some lupins growing. Yeah, so that's what, what I do as an agronomist. And then uh, my family manages a number of farms in the area, uh, ranging from Uwabalong out to uh, a bit past Mount Hope, so just some more made-up names. <laughs> Yeah, so where I can, I help out on the farm as well. Now, I believe the area that you're from also produces um, sheep and cotton as well. Do you do any of that on the farm or are you more just, yeah, traditional broadacre on the farm as well? Traditional broadacre, we do have some pivots. So the pivots are usually in a wheat canola rotation. We haven't had them for that long though, only probably three years now. And then we also run a few black Angus cattle and some sheep here and there. Tell me about last year, the 2023 season. How did that play out for, we'll start with the farm, you guys specifically. How was, yeah, 2023 for you guys on the farm? Uh, It was pretty poor. It was a very dry start to the season. Our first decent rainfall was at the start of June and usually we'd like to be done sowing or just about finished sowing by then. So we only got in maybe half of what we were planning on and then the lack of rainfall also led to poor yields so the two together made it a pretty hard year there are quite a few people in the same boat though uh, as you go further south towards uh, south of lake jellygo or on the other side of the river the rain seemed to picked up so they had better better sowing rainfall in april and may and it really showed off in their yields does that mean some of your clients, your agronomy clients, were a little bit better off than you guys, depending on, on where in the area they're based? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, some of my clients around Naradin, they certainly fared better with yield purely from that rainfall. They had their own challenges as well, though. Uh, south of us, they were pre- hit pretty hard with frost. A lot of it just sowing, sowing some of their varieties a bit early. Just with the rainfall, uh, they didn't know if they'd get it again, so they put in. And, yeah, so a lot of stuff was cut for hay. Uh, and then Russian wheat aphids actually made a big appearance last year as well, again, particularly further south of us. Uh, we didn't see them much at home. But, yeah, the, the insecticides on the seed dressing really um, really made an impact last year for those that used it. This is the Weed Smart podcast, so I've got to ask about weeds. How did you notice that it differed over the course of the season in your patch where things were a bit drier compared to, to where things were a bit wetter and, and even, you know, where those frosts were occurring? What were, yeah, the differences in between the weeds that were present? I would say where it was dry, we had a lot less fleabane. Fleabane, it really wasn't that big anywhere last year, though. There was a bit where where we had a bit more moisture, but where we had good canopy closure 
uh, reasonably early on. It didn't didn't really make an appearance. Whereas the last couple of years, where it's, where it was wet, it was a really big issue. Other than that, the the main problem weeds were probably uh, skeleton weeds, always a big one, and then our barley grass and rye grass, uh, particularly further south of town where they had, had more rain and, a, and an early rain to get an early germination up. Yeah, it was more of an issue. It was mainly mainly wild oats and uh, spiny amex, a few of the, few of the more hard-seeded weeds a bit further north of us where, where we were a bit drier. And how do we control tactics vary for you guys then? What were the, the key tactics that you were using on the farm? On the farm, we mainly focused on in-crop sprays. We we didn't have the moisture there at sowing, uh, did a lot of dry sowing, so we couldn't utilise any pre-emergence really. Further, further south, we had a lot of people use Callisto this year, which actually did a really good job, um, even in the considering the season that we had. I think a lot more of it will get used this year especially with the seasonal outlook that we're having. People are willing to spend a little bit more money if they think that it will pay off. And just that, saving that in-crop spray by using a pre-emergent, not having to go in again, it's uh, really, really beneficial. Before we turn our attention to the current season, I did just want to ask you about a spray application workshop that you sort of instigated in the area towards the end of last year. Can you tell me a little bit about that workshop and just what the key messages were? It was thrown together pretty pretty quickly. Uh, I reckon probably two or three weeks of planning went into it. Greg Condon from Weedsmart, he was a really big driver of it actually. So we, we ran a spray workshop uh, just before everyone broke up for the Christmas break. Uh, everyone had finished harvest, so it was perfect timing really. And the main focuses were on getting the best result out of our sprays over summer. Uh, while simultaneously you know, not spraying in inversions and reducing our drift, especially we had more cotton in the area than previously before. Last year we didn't have very much at all. It was only about 150 hectares. Uh, it was just too wet at sowing to get it in, but what was it got severely damaged by spray drift. So th- this year uh, the spray day was very well received and it seems like people have taken it on board. All right, let's turn our attention to the current season. How has the beginning of this year been for you? Have you been any luckier with the rain? Have you got any yet? Yeah, we've been very fortunate. Pretty much no one's jumped off a spray rig all summer now. They had just We've got people on their third and fourth summer sprays and a lot of work now happening. January and February this year combined, we've had between 200 and 260 mils of rainfall. Excuse me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Compared to last year, we had sort of 200 mils of total rainfall from January to October. So it was. it's looking much better this year. But very, very patchy storms. Last Sunday, you know, I had nothing at my house and five k's away at the workshop. We had 20 mil. It's very, very patchy, fast storms for a lot of it. Uh, but, yeah, there's been a few big rain events as well. January, we had... Had one where, depending on where the rain fell, you sort of got between 80 and 160 mils in 24-hour period. So, yeah, the, I was out soil sampling today, actually, and right down to the 60-centimetre mark is just moisture the whole way down, which is a really promising outlook. So safe to say subsoil moisture is pretty spot on at the moment. What does that mean for your weed control work? practices throughout the course of the year is there anything that you know that you're now going to have to be I guess ultra aware of yeah probably a big thing uh, if we're getting rain early on 
hopefully we'll get an early germination of uh, some of our key weeds like ryegrass and um, wild oats and that. And provided we get that early flush, we might be able to take care of them pre-sowing. And then if we've got moisture, moisture at sowing, stuff like Sakura and uh, Overwatch might make an appearance as a pre-emergence as well. And how about for your agronomy clients? What advice are you giving them at the moment in terms of setting themselves up for the season from both just a, a general season perspective but also from that, that weed control area? From the weed control perspective, we're starting to trial a bit of uh, residual chemistry in the summer fallow. We're just, yeah, like I said before, we're on our third and fourth summer sprays here. Uh, if we can get something residual that will hold us from now until sowing, that will really help out, especially on some stuff like volunteer canola from the previous year, um, always a difficult weed. Roundup doesn't do that much to it. So where we can use a spike that's also residual, it's, it's highly beneficial. And then other things we're looking at, increasing the area of canola. Uh, canola is a very, very seasonally dependent crop around here. We generally get a harsh finish in September. So provided we get that rain up front and plenty of subsoil moisture, it can generally hold us through and hopefully we get that rain come August, September and we'll be all sweet. What are your uh, hopes for this season, James? If you are, I don't know, it's probably a bit early to be telling you to pull out your crystal ball, but uh, what, are, yeah, what are your hopes for the year? Oh, my hopes would be high yields and high prices. But um, <laughs> You and every other farmer in the country. <laughs> yeah, no, we can't always hope. I'd be happy with if we can get our average yields with decent quality. Yeah, ideally we get above that, but being being realistic, yeah, I, I think if we can pull off some two, two and a half ton wheat crops and you know one and a half ton canola crops, provide prices are decent, I think most people would be pretty happy. It's sort of a sweet spot that last few years they've gone straight from floods where you know harvest took three months to complete, straight into a drought where it only took two weeks so you know, i think people will be happy with pretty average year to be honest provided they're still making money everyone's sort of looking for a break especially after this summer as well sometimes just normal is uh is is all anyone really wants which makes sense after the past couple of years for you guys thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today james i really appreciate your time thank you so much for having me shannon